When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In the previous 10 years, the world has seen significant change. The way we interact, work, and pass our free time has altered. The future is never guaranteed since things always change just as life does. Predictions is just the prediction of what the future will be or may be. Prophecies, on the other hand, is a divine insight or revelation of something to come. Both of these can be used to predict what the future might hold in store. However, as one can predict, not all predictions turn out true, and the ones that do will stay uncertain until they actually happen. Predictions are rarely right. They are just a speculation of what one believes might happen, and is done with limited information of the present time. Having stated that, Let's look at some predictions and prophecies to see what may or may not be approaching. a few predictions of my own and the biggest one that uh i think might be a shocker to you eric i think 2023 will see the downfall the final page of donald j trump not his death but like the last year of his influence when you look at the current events that are going on in the world right now right we got the pandemic that still isn't quite over yet we got the war in Ukraine and Russia not being solved yet. That hasn't ended. They're saying that it's not going to end. COVID is, is not going to go away in 2023. And the war between Russia and Ukraine isn't going to end either. In fact, most of them are saying, hey, this might be the start of World War III. I would say I'm going to go with what the Notre-Dames says, and that is that there will only be seven months of war in 2023. I think that it's actually going to be over sooner than that. The Notre-Dames said only seven months. I believe he also predicted that Vladimir Putin, the Russian president, will meet his demise in 2023. So it's not necessarily Vladimir Putin. I mean, that could be Kim Jong-un. One that's been in the news consistently and threatening with nuclear yeah. weapons, I would say probably be, would lead more towards Vladimir Putin. It would. That would be the one you'd expect. But that could also easily be the fella in Iran, the Ayatollah. 
he could he could be one of them too because they've been having a lot of in the news recently and that would be a big shock and it will not a big shock but it would it actually be the opposite there's a lot of potential for civil war and civil wars have a big potential for killing off their leaders so i don't think i've heard anything about that so earlier this year probably around october i don't know the exact time there was uh, this woman who was arrested for not wearing a hijab correctly I don't know if she wasn't wearing one at all or she wasn't wearing it properly, but the morality police arrested her and took her to prison and beat her within like an inch of her life. And then she collapsed later and died. And then when the family got her body, it was very obvious that she had been mistreated. So that's terrible. They started protesting and that was a beginning of a wave because here's the thing about protests. Uh, in a authoritarian country. Although there's a lot of people who may want to protest, nobody wants to step out there on their own and be like the first person because they will generally crack down on the first protesters because they, you know, they want to stop protest in their tracks. So they will always crack down hardest at the beginning of a protest. The hope is if you stop it really early on, it won't catch any momentum and it'll be easier to stop. But the family didn't care. They were very, you know, obviously emotional distress. And them and like their close circle actually went out and protested it because they simply were emotionally invested in this. And it was like a big deal to them. And a lot of other people came forward and started airing their griefs alongside of them. So it started blending with all these other issues. And because of that, it grew to the point where it couldn't be easily stomped out and then people had safety in numbers and it has swelled well out of control of the Iranian government. Mm. So the ability for a death of a tyrant there. And there, it's possible. Before we get too carried away with, I think, the Notre Dame's predictions for this year, let me go over quickly what he predicted last year. He said, blood and hunger, great calamity, seven times pressed to the marine beach, the place taken. The shift of the Earth's orbit accompanied with, some say, an explosion or perhaps an asteroid. Because it, you know, it's translated from, I think he wrote it in Latin. Paris, which people interpreted as Paris because that's what he would call Paris, was the great city. But he didn't say Paris. He says, the great city will be surrounded by soldiers in the fields and in the cities. There will be conflict between the blue heads and the white heads. The scholar will not learn. The price of wheat and of honey will rise higher than that of wax. People will eat each other in desperation. (laughs) The immortal scholars, the singular mind, will watch the moon and invite its pupils to become immortal. Fire will fall from the sky. And I kind of did not write it down exactly, so... Because, you know, his stuff is a little cryptic. So obviously he does speak something about conflict is in there. War is very obvious. Now, some people say that great city means Paris, but it could also maybe just mean great city. But the soldiers, he said, would be in the fields surrounding it and the cities surrounding the great city. So that's interesting. So some people have taken that to mean Paris would have been under siege. Obviously, Paris was not under siege, but maybe he wasn't talking about Paris. 
Maybe he was talking about Kiev or Maripool, or he could be talking about Bakhmut, maybe Lizchansk, you know? Those were all cities that were under siege. I think the biggest one that he said that was surprising is he said the price of wheat and of honey will rise. Now, Has wheat, that happened? Oh, yeah. Because you know what the largest grain exporter in the world is? Last year and many of the previous years, the largest exporter of wheat was Ukraine. I didn't know that. And because of the war, they were not able to export their wheat like normal. And if you've been following it, you would have noticed that there was a lot of treaties. There was actually a treaty that was made that the Russians would not attack grain shipments out of Ukraine. So eventually the grain did get out, but there was a blockade that was effective for like three or four months. And that was very scary, especially in northern Africa, where a lot of that grain went, because that was where they got their wheat. And without their wheat... That's a big deal for a lot of countries, especially ones that are not as developed as European countries like Africa and Turkey and other places in the Middle East where this grain was the main staple of calories in the area. So grain was a bit important. There was a lot of inflation. A lot of people take it to mean is when they say the price of honey and wheat shall rise, he's not actually talking about wheat and honey specifically because honey has historically been referred to mean produce in general. Because mm. what what makes honey? Bees. Bees make honey. What do bees do when they make honey? They get, where, where do they get that? Pollen. And pollen comes from flowers. So when you say that you have a lot of honey, that means that plants produced a lot that year. I would imagine that he was talking about inflation in general. Right. Fire falling from the sky. That could I be mean, interpreted quite a number of different ways. Yeah, that could be talking about rocket strikes. I mean, there wasn't any meteoroids that happened, any big meteoroids. Assume that that could be missiles. I mean, obviously, some of these I don't think necessarily came true. The mortal scholars watching the moon. What does that mean? Some people say that that's AI, and I think that's a bit of a stretch. Mm, doesn't quite sound like AI to me. Maybe that just means we have a new observation. What are, the, what are the, the observation telescopes? Perhaps, perhaps. So do you think Nostradamus did a fairly good job for, well, this current year so far? I think so. I mean, it's kind of vague. The whole thing about France, I don't know. If that's about France, then no, that's a total miss. Well, let's dive into some of the predictions for this coming up new year. Let's go into kind of a tier of profits here. Let's start with the most ridiculous, so The Simpsons. And then we'll go Baba Vanga, and then we'll go Nostradamus. So for The Simpsons, predictions for 2023, the first one I have is they predicted a nuclear war between the United States and China. So apparently they predicted for 2023 that this could be a war between the U.S. and China breakthrough. In one of their episodes, the news anchor could be heard saying, It is with great sadness that I inform you that America and China have declared war. A massive nuclear strike is expected to reach our shores within the hour. <laughs> so, I want to emphasize, keep the nuclear war in mind for other prophets. Because yeah. they're not the only one who has predicted a nuclear war for 2023. Also, I want to probably say maybe it's noteworthy that 
there has been a breakthrough in what is it, nuclear fusion? I believe I yes. sent you the article for it. Yes, you did. It is fusion, and they've been saying it's a, a big deal because it was the first time they got more energy out of an, a fusion reaction than they put in it to start it because originally when they had a nuclear fusion, they had put in a lot more energy than the reaction actually produced. But this mm -hmm. is the first time they got it, you know, flipped. So they're saying that that's a good idea because they call that ignition because technically if they can harness that power and continue fueling energy in, they can sustain it, cause a chain reaction and keep it rolling and then Eventually, they'll have sustained nuclear fusion, and then they can start powering actual things off of it, not just a continued reaction. Right. One of the biggest scientists today, Neil deGrasse Tyson, said about this breakthrough for nuclear fusion that this is going to be a day to remember. So, we'll see what comes out of that. But back to The Simpsons, because I got one more. The second thing that they predicted for 2023 is going to Mars. In the episode of season 27, episode 16, Marge and Lisa prepare to go to Mars to help colonize the planet. Now, the reason why I wanted to talk about this one was because Elon Musk recently said, in the very near future, very, very near, he said, anywhere between... 2023 and 2028 that we're finally going to go to Mars to colonize. And that's his end goal. So this one is for 2028, but I think it could have implications for 2023. So in one of the Simpsons episodes, there is a election badge, one of those little candidate slogan things on a pin that somebody's mm -hmm. wearing on their shirt that says Ivanka 2023. And obviously they mean Ivanka Trump. So Ivanka is to run in 2023. That means that Joe Biden is going to win in 2024. Let me explain. Ivanka okay. Trump is not going to be running in 2024. So that means that she's not going to be the incumbent in 2028. And the reason we know that she's not going to be running in 2024 is because Donald Trump is running in 2024 and she's not going to run against her father. So if the incumbent is Republican, that means that there is, well, people don't run same party in the midterm election. So, for instance, Obama won in 2008. In 2012, when he ran for re-election, no Democrat ran against him because he was the incumbent president. People don't run against the incumbent of the same party. So if somebody is running against president in 2028, well, that wouldn't be the case. The, there wouldn't be a Republican running in 2028 against the incumbent. And since Ivanka is running in 2028, that means that Joe Biden is going to win in 2024. In that sense, it does have an implication for 2023, which I believe is going to be the downfall of Donald Trump, which I think is already in the making. But I don't even think that Donald Trump is going to win the Republican nomination. So that's how Simpson prediction for 2028, I believe, will affect 2023. I see. Now, there, uh, I think that feeds into my theory that Donald Trump is going to lose, which is based on other things. First off, Donald Trump, I believe there's indications that he is not going to be in power much longer. 
And, you know, people could be pointing out a lot of different things. The fact that he didn't win in 2020, the fact that he has a lot of crimes that people are alleging he did. And there's investigations looking into him and people saying, is he going to be indicted? And I think he will eventually be indicted for a crime. And then they'll start the process of trying to run like a uh, prosecution against him. Whether or not that'll be successful, I don't know. But I do believe that will be part of his downfall that will happen in 2023. That's my prediction there. And I just think that the Simpsons kind of tie into it. Also, most shocking thing that I think that has signaled his coming downfall is Donald Trump has been skipping rallies. I think that is the biggest indicator that he will not Hmm. win primary. Why he's skipping them, I, I don't know. But that is definitely a, I say, a telling sign that it is near the end. Let's move along to Baba Vanga. Now, I got three predictions of hers. One of them is that there's going to be a devastating solar storm. And one of the most alarming 2023 predictions attributed to her concerns about a solar storm. Now, the term solar storm can refer to several phenomenons on the sun's surface, including solar flares, maybe some kind of mass ejection. The other one is that births will be banned and all the new people will be grown, essentially, in a lab. She says, leaders will decide what kind of people are born and they will be able to customize their traits and appearances. There is a company in China called CRISPR that is working on this very thing right now where you are able to genetically modify your children. You want them to have blue eyes? You can program it. You want them to have all the best genes to be able to produce the most healthiest uh, child? You can program that. So I think it's very interesting that this was one of her prophecies. Now, the third prophecy is that a star will explode. She said that darkness will disappear and there will only be light. A light that will last for years to come. Now, some people have speculated that this will last for five years. There's already a precedent for that sort of thing happening. Now, how somebody's going to make a second sun to get rid of the night, that's a, that's a whole other problem. There was another one, I'm going to say honorable mention here, because I didn't take notes on it, was that she believes in 2023 there will be an alien invasion on Earth. I guess we'll have to keep lookout for UFOs. I think Eric's a, a pretty good watcher of UFO sightings, so... Well, there's this lovely site held by Peter Davenport who takes in UFO reports, and I will definitely be looking for that. For uh, an invasion fleet? Pretty much. Let's move on to Nostradamus because this is where the majority of the popular predictions are coming from here. And his tend to be, I suppose, more accurate and also less out there like alien invasions. Exactly. So for 2023... He predicts that World War III will happen with many parts of the world in conflict, leading, this is the thing, leading to a new pope. This is what he had to say about it. In the final persecutions of the Holy Roman Church, there will be Peter the Roman, who will feed his flock amid many tribulations, after which the seven-hilled city will be destroyed and a dreadful judge will judge the people. The end. Ah, but you know what? This is not the end. He goes on to claim that there will be a failed mission to Mars. And we just talked about Mars. He wrote, 
Celestial Fire when the lights of Mars will go out. Now, that is pretty vague. That could mean anything. But a lot of people have kind of said this celestial fire, the light that will go out on Mars. People's take on that is that we're utterly going to destroy Mars, which I don't see happening. But what's your take on this, Conrad? My take on it is the light on Mars means kind of like the hope. So I think what that means is whatever space exploration there is, it's probably going to be something like a rocket going to Mars is going to explode and burn up like Challenger. And all hope for going to Mars will kind of be dashed. So the light for colonization of Mars will go out. That's my take on it. I have a few final things about the Notre Dame, though. He says there will be seven months of the Great War. Many people will die. will be dead of a great wickedness. So I think that is what people got the World War Three that you were mentioning earlier. I think right. that the, the Great War is not actually a world war. I don't think there's going to be a nuclear war. I don't think it's going to be the end of the world. I think what he's saying is the war in Ukraine will end in July of next year. But I would say that it's probably my prediction is it'd be sooner than what the Notre Dame says, because I think the war will be over as soon as Russia tries to do an offensive in the spring. Their new mobilized soldiers that they recently recruited. Once those people have supposedly gone through training and then they do try to do their renewed offensive. After the effects of that have been seen, there will be no reason for Russia to continue the war. No side will have a reason to continue the war because they already know what the end result of the war will be. So they'll skip to the end and get a peace treaty. I suppose that will be it for this episode of Bizarre Conspiracies, the last episode of 2022. Thank you so much for listening to Bizarre Conspiracies. If you want to email me or Conrad, you can do so at bizarreconspiracies at gmail.com. That's all one word, bizarreconspiracies at gmail.com. There will be a link in the description. And also, if you want to join Patreon, there will also be a link down there. What you get are exclusive episodes every month. Plus, you also get to hear these main feed episodes before they come on Spotify, iTunes, whatever platform you're using to listen to on. You get those early. That'll be it. Thank you so much. And as always, we will catch you in the next episode.